Morning, everybody. Um, I don't know why I brought my phone. I don't need my phone. Can you just not give it to my kids? Because otherwise they will play it. All right. I'm just going to skip over those three because they're boring and just jump straight into the really good gear. I want to talk about wisdom this morning. I'm going to do a few embarrassing things, um, but that's all right. You all love me, right? You all love me. Okay, here's my first embarrassing thing. Ready? Yep. Yep, that's, that's me. Oh, let's get rid of that now. Okay, so um, in 2090, I went to a school called Hamilton College, and, uh, and that's me in my school uniform, and on my blazer was this logo. In fact, on everything was that logo, and it says, knowledge and wisdom. I'm going to put her away. It's a long time ago. haven't changed a bit. Yeah, maybe wiser. Um, but my school logo was knowledge and wisdom. And two things happened to me when I started year 10. I heard this logo, knowledge and wisdom, and I started to read one of the texts that we were meant to read in year 10, which was called The Getting of Wisdom. Has anybody, anybody ever read The Getting of Wisdom? I don't even remember it. But I remember it was something to do with a girl going to a boarding school and the, it had wisdom in the title. And so there was this kind of question in me. I'm like, well, what is, this, what is this business of wisdom? I don't understand it. And I remember asking somebody quite distinctly, what does, what does that mean, knowledge and wisdom? And they said this phrase, which has stuck with me for a really long time, knowledge is what you know and wisdom is what you do with what you know. And I thought, oh, that's really good. Um, I, I can actually hold on to that. And so that was kind of something that I held on to. I'm like, knowledge is what you know and wisdom is what you do with what you know. It's one thing to know it, but it's another thing to have the wisdom to do something with it. So anyway, I ruminated on this whole idea for a long, long time. Uh, And years later, I was listening to a person speak, and he talked about the story of a guy called Solomon. And Solomon was given this opportunity to ask God for anything. My kids and I went and saw Aladdin last night. It's a bit like the three wishes. What What would you wish for? God said, you can have anything you want. I will grant you anything you want. And Solomon said, I want wisdom. Okay, there were rules last night. Okay, I had a conversation with my family about not heckling me. There will be no heckling. Can you, sit, can you sit on top of him, maybe? Okay. So anyway, God said to Solomon, you can have anything you want. And Solomon said, wisdom. And this really struck deep down inside me. I remember as, as a fairly new follower of, of Jesus saying, oh, wisdom, I, I would love that. And if that is something that can be had, then I want me some of that. And I remember praying diligently, God, give me wisdom. God, give me wisdom. God, give me wisdom. Honestly, I prayed it for years and years and years. Uh, because it was something that I really, really wanted. But in my head, I think I'd gotten confused. Knowledge is what you know. Wisdom's what you do with what you know. And I'd somehow thought that wisdom was some magical gift that might land upon me, and I've got it. But I don't think it's quite like that, and I want to unpack a little bit of that today. Oh, I remember why I bought my phone up. I do need my phone. Give it back, Steve. No playing Tetris. All right, so I'm going, to, I'm going to do something tricky now. I'm going to consult the font of all knowledge, Siri. 
And I'm going to ask her a question that's really important. Do you think she'll know the answer? Suri knows everything, right? You can ask her anything. Okay, so if I, t- if I speak to my phone, I can ask her anything and she usually knows the answer, right? Let's try. Hey, Siri. Should I marry Harry or Bill? Yvonne, I'm not sure what to say. What? You don't know? Google does not know everything. Write that down, kids. Write that down. You're not writing it down. Teenagers, the internet does not know everything. Suri is not the font of all wisdom. She may be the font of all knowledge, but she is not the font of all wisdom. All right. Suri doesn't necessarily know everything. Oh, I've got to stop putting that picture up. That's terrible. Okay, so what is the difference between knowledge and wisdom, I wonder? So this is a worker in a hospital, and their job description is to vacuum, clean, put away, empty the bins, you know the deal, all those things on their position description. But at some point during the day of a really good quality hospital cleaner, they will go to a room that they are meant to clean, it is on their list with their noisy vacuum cleaner, and they will say, oh, that patient's asleep. They've had a really rough night because I've been here for hours. I'll come back and do their room later. That is wisdom right there. It's not knowledge, I know I'm meant to clean this room. That's wisdom, being able to know what to do in any given circumstance, being able to read and measure and know the wisest, best thing to do in any situation. That is wisdom. So I wonder if you see wisdom everywhere. Wisdom is not is knowing when not to speak. I'm just reminding myself of that. Wisdom is knowing what to do with your spare money. Wisdom is knowing what to do with your spare time or your talents. Wisdom is that moment where you've typed that email and you don't send it because you know it's not the right thing to do. Wisdom is holding back and let someone else have a try, even though you know you could do it in a flash. Wisdom is actually being able to do the thing you know is right to do. Not that. Where's it gone? This one. The beginning of wisdom is fear of the Lord. That's what the Bible says wisdom is. That's where, that's where wisdom starts. And it doesn't mean wisdom is being frightened of God and carrying in the corner. Wisdom is the fear of God, of knowing how amazingly huge and fantastic and immense God is and that I am just little old me. Right there, that's where wisdom begins, is knowing that he is God and I am not. Does that make sense? That's where wisdom begins. That's where wisdom begins. So this is a beautiful verse. It says in Proverbs 1.20, Lady Wisdom, I love that she's a lady, Lady Wisdom goes out in the streets and shouts. At the town centre, she makes her speech. In the middle of the traffic, she takes her stand. At the busiest corner, she calls out, Simpletons, how long will you wallow in ignorance? Cynics, how long will you feed your cynicism? Idiots, how long will you refuse to learn? About face, 
I can revise your life. Lady Wisdom is shouting on the corners and people are not listening. We need to seek wisdom. Uh, There's loads of verses in the Bible that talk about this idea of do not be wise in your own eyes. I wonder what that means. Has anybody ever heard the phrase, don't be wise in your own eyes? It's a good one. Being wise in your own eyes. So, you know those conversations? I used to overhear adults having them, and now I probably have them myself. There's no point in saying it. He won't listen. He can't be told. He thinks he knows. Have you ever heard a conversation like that? There's no point in having a conversation with her. She cannot be told. She will not listen. You can't convince her. She thinks she knows best, and she's closed. It's the whole idea of being wise in your own eyes, of actually thinking, well, there's God, but actually I know best. Actually, I know how it works. Actually, I've got it all figured out. I don't need anyone to tell me, thank you very much, it's all nice, but I understand it and I know it all. And I think that's one of our big challenges is to choose at every point to actually go back to the beginning of wisdom, which is the fear of God. You are God and I am not. I need to defer to you, God, in everything because you know best, because you are the creator and you've done it all. So don't be wise in your own eyes. Be careful who you listen to. Proverbs 12, 15 says, The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to wisdom and advice. Proverbs 14, 21 says, There is a way that seems right to man, but it is the way of death. We have to be really careful who we're listening to. So the world might tell you that if you win lotto, everything will be great. I don't think that's God's wisdom. The world will tell you that if you don't post the perfect selfie on Facebook or Insta, then life is not going to be okay. That is not God's wisdom. That's the world's wisdom. So if you were to look at Proverbs, so just give you a little background on Proverbs, it's actually not a list of rules. It's actually not a list of promises. It's not commands. It's not promises. So what are they? They're observations of the world. This is how the world works. This is how it looks. And if you just sit down and read some of the Proverbs, you might find that some of them contradict each other. So, for example, if I were to say, sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. But on the other hand, to say, words have the power of life or death. Those two things contradict each other. And yet they're both true. And it kind of depends on the circumstance you're in as to which one needs to be applied. So, for example, if I'm standing behind somebody who's just been bullied, who someone has just been so mean to them, then I will whisper, sticks and stones, sticks and stones. But if I'm standing behind the bully who's about to put out some really mean words, I'll say, words have the power of life and death. So they can be both true. And Proverbs are cumulatively. So if you actually read Proverbs, you need to build and build and build and build and build on each one until you get a big view of what the world looks like. 
So what it's about is reorienting our view of life. So later on, I'm going to get you to come back to the idea of having a look at the book of Proverbs. But right now, I'd like us to take a complete and utter tangent. I'm going to, uh, if you allow me, draw a very large analogy. John, would you like to come up and join me up here? I'm going to move this out of the way because John's got some stuff. Let's give John a clap. Good morning, John. Um, my family and I had the wonderful privilege of going rock climbing with your family uh, just before New Year's. We had an amazing time. We went to a place called Arapolis, which was fantastic, and we rock climbed and did all sorts of wonderful things because you led us and you enabled it and you made it happen. Thank you. Really thank you. We had a great time. Didn't we, kids? Yes. Tell us, John. You're all into rock climbing. You've brought some gear. Um, what have you brought? What's here? Oh, okay. Well, it, it was... Can I lift it up? Uh, sure. Yeah, go, go ahead. Um, and I suggest that if you can go away with Yvonne's family, that's really worth doing. Boom! Uh, yeah, well... Um, Hang on. You wear this when you rock climb? Uh, I wore well, my sneakers. Yeah, that, that's right. Or else I put it on one of my kids. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So tell me, what is all this? Uh, well, the, the idea, I guess, with rock climbing is you, you have this lovely experience where you can go up a really, really steep high wall um, and it's thrilling because you're so high up. Um, I'm overplaying it. I'm really strong. Uh, go. But, yes. But the downside of that is that when you fall off, you badly injure yourself. Yes, and we don't want to do that, so that's what this stuff is for. That's right. So, so you have a harness. Uh, if you like, I'll, I'll just I'll I'll d- whack I'll it on quickly if you like. Yeah, or... sure. That'd be great. So you have a big harness. That's actually really, really heavy. But this has got all the gear that he needs to be able to climb up. Has anybody ever done rock climbing? It's fantastic, isn't it? So this has got all the gear. Tell us what some of these things are. Like, what, what do you do with them? And what are they for? Well, I guess for, for the whole thing to work then, so you don't badly injure yourself or a, one of the children you're responsible for, um, you, you wear a, a harness um, that connects you to a rope. Uh, you could just use these little like thingies on your jeans, but uh, a, a harness is more reliable. And you have a rope. Yep, you've got a rope in your bag there. You're not allowed to step on the ropes when you're rock climbing. That's a really, really bad thing to do, apparently. You get in big trouble. Uh, and, and the rope is basically like a big, strong rubber band. You can hang a car off one of these ropes. They're really strong. And they're a bit stretchy, too. Um, yep. Yep. So, okay, so tell you, us... Can you hold that? There? I can, yep. Whoa. Oh, catch. Oh, oh sorry. Oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> you all okay. right? Now, you see there's um, there's risk involved in rock We climbing. didn't rehearse this. <laughs> I meant to throw it that way, but I thought that lady looked... Um, what's your name? Sorry. Susan. Susan, yeah. Susan right. looked vulnerable. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Woo. All right. So tell us what all these things are for on the back there. Uh, sure. So anyway, you, uh, you've got your harness. You connect the harness to the rope, and that means when you climb up... Um, and you, the thing is, you're, you know, you're kind of on the edge of your ability. You're, you're thinking as hard as you can. You're going, can I trust that bit of rock? Can I put my weight out this way? Um, oh, my gosh, it's a long way down. Um, you, you've got the rope connected to your harness. So then when you fall down, you and the rope and the harness all fall down. Except if you've hooked yourself in. That's right. Which is what these things are for. So, so, so all you, these. You have the, yep, these sort of things. And... Um, 
say you take a, uh, one of these, you look at a crack and you go, you know, I reckon one of them would yep. jam in the crack you just beautifully crack. and you put that in the crack and then you connect that with some other bits and pieces. And then you hook your rope in through there. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. So you might then get one of these and hook that to the rope. Yep. And, and so on. And, um, and then if when you're hanging on, like right on the edge. Yep. And your rope fails. Well, you, your rope won't fail, but you, okay. you oh, might you know, you, fall off or let fails. go. Yeah. Then um, you, well, you you fall down, and the rope catches you, and it all goes, zzz, and you still hit the ground. So oh. you, you, we so haven't quite finished the system right. yet. You're connected to the rope. The rope's kind of connected to the rocks, Shall but I hold it, that? it can kind of. That's connected to the rock, and then that's connected there. But there's someone on the ground, right? Yes. Holding the other end. Yes. So so we've nearly completed the system. We've got a belayer at the other end. Can you hold on to that rope really hard? No, Susan. I think, was it Susan? Yeah. yeah that's right. She looks Thank strong. You. Okay. And so now when I fall, ah, um, say if I was climbing right out here, um, then, um, oh, that's not so good. Yep. You want to tie it on really reliably. Yep. Okay. So then in. when I fall, I go, ah. And the rock holds you, uh, and Susan grabs the rope, at, yep. and you're and okay. I might fall down here and bounce, and yeah, I'll be safe, okay? And then, th- then we have um, Susan would, you would, I'm really sorry about, <laughs> Susan would connect herself into something really solid, and she would have a, a belay device or a friction device, something like, say, um, Something that helps her to stop the rope so yeah. it doesn't just So she doesn't have burn. to use her own strength. She can hold my weight with two fingers, okay? And then I can uh, get back on the rope and, and keep, keep climbing. climbing. Brilliant. So is that, that's, that's, that's fantastic. We've got an idea of how it works now. It works. All right. Yeah. So tell us, this is your guys climbing um, up a rock face. And th- there's a couple of your girls there getting ready to do some rock climbing. Tell us about this. This is a... I, I don't think this is the exact day... But one of the days when we were up there, we came to a particular rock face and you were teaching Ellie, your middle daughter, how to lead climb. So what's lead climbing and what, what's that involve? Okay, that, that's right. That's uh, Ellie climbing <coughs> there and um, she's wearing a helmet like this and you'll, you'll notice on the back of the helmet so you don't get sunburned. Oh, this is there's a sale. flaps and, yeah. and Ellie has Ellie manufactures them. these flaps and they detach from your helmet like that, and they stop you yes. getting sunburnt. I reckon they could be adaptable to little caps, and they're for sale. For there you <laughs> go. And let's move on. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> so give us the quick, quick sorry, uh, yes. synopsis okay. so, on lead um, climbing. So uh, normally when people are learning to rock climb, uh, you have the rope coming down from above, and as they climb up, Susan shortens the rope and um, keeps them safe. So when you're first learning to climb, you would only ever fall maybe um, 10 centimetres. Uh, but once, obviously you can't always do that, um, because what if you're the first person to climb up? What if you can't climb around the back? Um, and so you have to lead up with these, putting these um, pieces of protection in the rock as you go. And um, But it's really very uh, technical. There's a lot to learn. You can't just put any old piece in. Um, you're relying on um, 
a whole lot of knowledge about the direction of the pull of the piece, which piece for which sort of crack, how to do all the rope work. Um, and so it's a, it takes a, a lot of time to put all those skills together in a reliable way so you can remember it when you're scared as anything. And so Ali's climbing on the yellow rope there um, and leading, and she's about to put one of those pieces of protection in. Um, that's these uh, little things. Um, but you can see she's also on the blue rope. And you've so got the other end of the blue rope. Let's, yes. Let's go with this is you on the other end of the rope, well, and you're making yes. sure that she's safe. Tell us what your role um, is down the bottom there. Well, you can... Um, uh, this is a, a different climb, so it, uh, I'm on the the, blue, the yellow rope there. But yep. the idea of the blue rope is we're just the blue rope. We're pretending it's not there, but if something went wrong while she's learning, the the blue rope would catch her. Okay, you can see the little belay device there. And so as Ali's climbing um, in this particular situation, uh, I'm working the yellow rope, which is what she would be climbing on only if she was a more experienced climber. But somebody else is also working the blue rope just to keep her safe while she's learning. Brilliant. That gives us a great overview. Let's give John a thank you. And if you want any other questions answered about rock climbing, he's your man. Lots of different patterns. Yes, yes. There's the sales pitch. Thank you, John. Um, there's lots involved in rock climbing and I just wonder whether it would be all right with you guys if I just drew a few analogies in closing. Ready? When life presents you a challenge, where are you going to look? Are you going to look to your own wisdom and take a risk or are you going to look to the person who's climbed before? And ask for, ask for advice and wisdom. When you need to work out where to go next in life, where are you going to look for answers and advice? When it's all uphill and it's actually really, really hard, who are you going to call upon for great wisdom? Who are you going to ask, where to? How do I do this? How can I persist? Whether it's the beginning of life and you are just setting out and you are starting a new school or going off to high school or going into a new job or whether it's, it's twilight and it's the other end and you've got grandchildren aplenty, what, whatever season of life you are in, are you going to seek wisdom at every point and never declare that you are wise in your own eyes? When you're striving ahead and forging and working towards something, are you actually going to keep your mind focused on the author of the rocks, the one who actually created the whole place? Are you going to journey with others or are you just going to be dogmatically solo? Are you going to take other people on the journey with you? Are you actually going to hang... And hang and hang and never ask for advice, never seek wisdom? Or are you going to call down to the person at the bottom and say, take up, which means pull the rope in. I need a, I need a boost. 
Or are you going to call down slack, which means let it go so I can swing out and grab another handhold? Are you going to use the people who are supporting you and caring for you? Teenagers, that is your parents or your grandparents or your aunts and your uncles or your church. Don't ever just hang and go, I've got it. I'm awesome. I know it. Call out for help. Call out for wisdom. I love this one. These are tents hanging off the side of the cliff because people do, do climbs that take them days upon days to get to the top. They set out, they camp on the cliff face. But when life journey is long and hard, will you find a spot to stop and rest? Maybe consult the guidebook because John doesn't just climb anywhere he fancies. He climbs in the places where there are books that tell him these are good climbs. These are safe climbs. People have climbed them before. There's a guidebook which he refers to. We too have a guidebook. So one of the things about people is that what we do is we say, God, tell me, should I marry Harry or Bill? And God doesn't say, Bill, Bill. God says, I will journey with you. I'll put you in precarious places where you have to understand your own heart. I will, I will walk you together and help you to have conversations where you discern who the right person is for you. God doesn't just shout you the answer and mark it on a map. He gives you a guide to walk with you. And that is the person of Jesus. Will you accept help? When you are between a rock and a hard place, and some of you may be, some of you may be sitting beside the person with whom you are in between a rock and a hard place, will you actually seek wisdom or will you just put your blinders on and power ahead? Seeking wisdom might look like marriage counselling. It might look like getting a mentor. It might look like doing more study. It might look like changing your friends. I don't know what it might look like, but don't stay stuck between a rock and a hard place. What about those moments when you are just hanging on by your fingertips? Will you pray for wisdom? Will you pray for wisdom? Yes, you will. <laughs> when you're hanging on like that, those are the moments. But don't rely on your own strength. Rely on the giver of strength, who is God. What about when people are depending on you? When you look down your rope further and see your family. Make wise choices at every turn. Maybe you're the leader of an organisation. Maybe you're the CEO of a company. And when you look down, you go, where I go, people are going to follow. Seek wisdom. Seek God's wisdom. He is the ultimate source of wisdom. Wisdom starts with him. Get on your knees before you climb any rock where people are going to follow you. What if you are just stuck? Ask for help. Perhaps you need rescuing. 
there is a great rescuer. That photo of me back at the beginning, that girl with the pimples and the daggy haircut, boy, did I need rescuing back then. I, it was like I was on a precipice. That's a cliff. It's like I was out there all on my own and no matter what step I was going to make, I was scared I would fall. And then someone came up to me and said, there's this guy talking at our church and he's going to talk about God and I think God could solve your problems. And the entire trajectory of my life changed. It's almost like someone abseiled down beside me, got all their and hooked me into the rock. They hooked me in and I was safe to keep on journeying. And since that day, I have never journeyed by myself. I have always been surrounded by wisdom. So all those years I prayed for wisdom, I didn't get it like some magical gift. I got surrounded by it. There were wise people everywhere I looked and there was wisdom speaking in my ear every time I opened the Bible. And there was the voice of wisdom speaking into my heart every time I prayed. My entire life journey. That day, I needed rescuing. Jesus hooked me in. If you, if you are there and you need rescuing, there's your answer. Cry out to Jesus and say, Rescuer, I am stuck. I am stuck halfway up a cliff. I am neither up nor down and I am quite frankly lost. Don't be wise in your own eyes. God is God and you are not. Don't try and do it on your own. Even if you are a clever 17-year-old or a clever 56-year-old who's lived it all and who knows it all, do not be wise in your own eyes. This is what it says in Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. Trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try and figure everything out on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do everywhere you go. He's the one who will keep you on track. Don't assume you know it all. Run to God. Run to God. So um, at your seats, I've put a little piece of yellow paper. The band are going to come up. We're going to have a little moment when you are going to put down something of what God has spoken to you this morning. Something of what his call to you is something of what you need, you may write, I am hanging on by a thread and I need rescuing. You might write, I feel like I'm wise, but she says I'm not. Help me to understand, to find wisdom in you. You might write, I am so wedged between a rock and a hard place. God, pour your wisdom onto me. You might write, I am so charging ahead in this life and I love it. Give me more slack so I can go faster. But speak to me as I go, God. Speak to me as I go. I don't know what you might write on yours. That's yours. It's private. You write on it, put it in your pocket, take it home and talk to God about it. But write something down as these guys play us a song and sing.